out of some, they had a top 10 list, list and money was, uh, number one. So <clears throat> money had 62% of people saying they were worried. That was their main cause for concern in their relationship. Um, working long hours was 40%. Extramarital affairs were 36%. And alcohol was 10%. While sex life was 11%. So were y'all surprised that money beat everything else? Not really. No. I'm sure money is the number one cause for divorce and mm-hmm. divorce. <laughs> I don't feel like you should. I don't feel like money should be an issue prior to marriage. But so for divorce, I think they all went in hand, like hand in hand. Like if the money is not right, it'll lead to cheating. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> on both ends. Both. Okay, that's. An interesting concept. <laughs> so, what if if your money's not right, then she might dip out on oh, me. She might dip out. Like under what under what circumstances would you cheat? If like no comment. Uh, no, I mean, okay, not you. I don't mean you directly, Rory. I mean, for the male, because that's not really you know that's in society it says that that's typically the male's responsibility. So. If she ain't bring home enough money, you like, I'm going to the strip club because... Nah, nah, nah. I, I guess it depends on what type of cheating you're talking about. Because if she working so hard, you know, to try to keep the lights on or pay her part and this, that, and other, that there's no time, time left for you. That's so true. going on another date with another chick. To yeah. spend the money that y'all and, already don't have. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I'm saying no because you cheating for emotional stuff right. because she's not around. That's that, yeah. <laughs> so that, I like mean, you said, it go, then that goes into working long hours, mm-hmm. and then that goes into yeah. They all Actually, went yeah. hand in hand. Yeah, um, I was because the study is not saying that this is the number one reason for them having issues, but it's what they're concerned about. And I was kind of one. I've seen a lot of couples that are kind of oblivious to the fact that money is an issue. Like they think, oh, we'll just figure it out. It's, you know, in the beginning. So it was interesting to me that money was such a concern. And I feel like some couples aren't necessarily talking about that in the beginning of the relationship. I feel like if it's a no. cause for concern, you might want to have those discussions. We talk about everything else. We talk about, you know, cheating. Like that's not okay, da, 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 or whatever your situation is. We talk about, you know, um, sex life and I mean, I guess sometimes we talk about alcohol and things like that, but like money, people just kind of skip over it sometimes. And so it can get sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. Feelings get hurt when you start talking about dollar bills. That's something that needs to be discussed, though. I feel like that's most definitely. That's it. It needs to be talked about. So um, obviously, if people are concerned, they should probably address it. Um, I always, you know, my biggest thing is communication is probably the biggest reason for divorce, uh, lack thereof, whether it's coming to finances, uh, cheating, sex, all of that is probably from lack of communication. That's what I agree. generally that stems from. So if you guys were to be married and are married, if you want to share Tony, um, but if you guys were to be married, what do you think out of that list would be your biggest concern? Money wor- worries, uh, working long hours, affairs, alcohol, or sex life? Like, what do you think? Not saying, what is your concern right now about, like, if I get married, this is something that I want to make sure is okay, and I'm worried that it might not be okay? Out of that list. Yeah, out of that list. Or, I mean, you can add something else. <laughs> 
I don't know. I, I think not being married, you think when I, f- I mean, nobody's perfect, mm-hmm. but ideally when you pick a person that you want to spend the rest of your life with, you would hope that all that's in order. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's not my thought process. Like, I don't even, I, I think about <clears throat> now, like, okay, if I was to join household yeah. or whatever, um, I feel like that should be talked about. You know, I believe in the whole three accounts, mm-hmm. the one joint account, the savings account, and then your own separate. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it, that's all understood. It's all written down. It's all understood prior to cheating and all that. I feel like that's more relationship is mm-hmm. than marriage. I would hope all that's figured out yeah. prior to. Yeah, yeah. But that's in utopia, I guess. <laughs> For me, it would always be financial stability. That that would always be something that's always on my mind because things can change from day to day. Mm-hmm. You can you can lose your job, she could lose her job, both of y'all could lose your job. You have to go from there. So planning ahead. Mm-hmm. And that's especially we're in Houston right now where people are getting laid off that like oil and yes, gas. Back to back to back. So um I could see why people will be more concerned especially about that right now. Um, and I think a lot of times when I think of like financial concerns, I'm thinking like, how do you, I mean, which like you said, hopefully while you're dating, you figured it out. Hopefully while you're dating, you're having these conversations, but mm-hmm. how do you spend your money? What is your vice? You know, I know where my money goes. <laughs> if I look at a month, I know right. where the bulk of my money is going. Um, what kind of debt do you have? How do you plan on paying off this debt? You know, all those things. And hopefully it is discussed and you kind of address it before it gets to that point. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, in my household, I mean, but it's my account, her account, then the money I keep in my pocket. <laughs> and, I mean, long as the bill's paid, everybody have what they need, nobody need, nobody want it's fine. We, we rarely discuss finances because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at the end of the day, daddy going to make stuff happen, whatever it takes. So whether I got to go without, uh, you know, work extra hours, which I already do, mm-hmm. you know, she understand that. She works on Saturday. She's a school teacher. Mm-hmm. I respect that. Everybody in the house got to be on their grind 24-7 because you got to plan for the worst, pray mm-hmm. for the best, mm-hmm. period. And that's one thing that attracted me to her a long time ago when we first met was, you know, shit, I would always give her a hug, stick my hand in her back pockets. I always had some money in there. <laughs> so I was like, I got to marry her. <laughs> and this was in high school. She wasn't working. I was like, I don't know what she gets some money for. <laughs> it's always money in, in, in them jeans. So I knew I had to keep her. That's funny. Hey, baby. <laughs> but I, I think the biggest thing is planning like making sure that you have a plan and that you know maybe you don't have to discuss it all the time but we need to have a contingency plan we need to know what's going to happen and you know if this happens how are we going to keep moving do are both of us responsible enough or resourceful enough to make sure that we're moving forward but again that's in all of it and even in the um affairs and sex life and all this type of stuff like you need to be open and at least my always my concern with couples is when someone's taking on the bulk of that um, stress and they're not 
being honest about where they're at. And so that's how people end up going into foreclosure. And they didn't know about it because, you know, well, I thought he took care of it and he, you know, wasn't telling me. We thought, I thought we were good. The lights are always on, but now our house is getting foreclosed on, you know, or, you know, he, if she's not feeling emotionally accepted or loved instead of communicating, you know, well, she always seemed happy. She smiled every day. I didn't know, you know, I was grinding, making money or whatever the case may be. Like you have to like talk about these things, but all right. So, excuse me, the next article is about Facebook. And basically it is saying that insecure people tend to be more active on Facebook. True. Okay. <laughs> We're not doing true. <laughs> insecure people, non-working broke people. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter are for people who do not have real lives, who live out their lives. <laughs> On Wait. the internet. Wait. That's just my personal. I hope you don't believe Wait. it. So again, if, the views expressed by the guests on the show are <laughs> do not reflect no, the host no, or. No. If I'm tell, if I'm telling you what I'm doing all the time that I'm doing it, I'm missing money because I'm too busy letting you know. Mm. If you know me, you know how I'm grinding. When I see you in the streets, period. Like Pac say, when you see me, holla at me. Social media can be used for several different reasons. <laughs> Go. Man, you know how many people make money off of Facebook no, and no, Instagram? No. But that's, that's, that's on different. a day-to-day no, basis. It's good. Those are the people that's using. But you're talking right. about your personal business. Yeah. You're talking about people putting their yeah, personal, putting their personal business. business. That's what I was about Everything to say. Everything that they're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to say that because I feel but, like. If, if you obviously this whole podcast, like I got it on everything and I try to, I, I'm not the best at social media. Sorry, y'all, but I try to post, you know, at least daily and put different things out there because I do want to build an audience. Right. So I'm using it for that right. reason. Right. But I understand what you're saying. Not saying I agree with what you're saying, right. but yeah. I understand what you're saying about people that post everything all the time, all right. day. Right. And wonder why people are always in their business. <sighs> okay. So. <laughs> So this study basically found that uh, there are two types of people that are extremely engaged in social media. Um, and the two kinds are people who are higher in attachment anxiety and people who are higher in extroversion. So I think for the people that are listening, I don't want anybody getting mad. Maybe you hire an extroversion. I don't know. But you know, so if you're higher in extroversion, you like to talk, you like, you know, to engage, you like to have interactions with people. And so while you might be out and doing stuff, you still like to have that online interaction as well. Okay. The other part of it is, which are the people that are higher in attachment anxiety, they um, report basically feeling better about themselves when they get a lot of comments, likes, and other feedback on their posts, and worse about themselves if they don't get as much attention. That's crazy. That, yeah. That's sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's and so, the world and, we live in now, I guess. And it's funny because you always see the post about, you know, uh, you, you, won't know if I'm in a relationship or, you know, like the, yeah, uh, yeah. you, you'll know if I'm, if I'm in a relationship, you don't see any pictures of them or something like that. Like <laughs> people that are, tend to be, in, it seems that are in happier, more committed relationships don't have to post about it all the time. Just like people that might, according to this study, might have a more fulfilling life. Don't have to talk about what they doing all the time and, and reaching for comments or reaching mm-hmm. for likes or, you know, mm-hmm. things like right. that. I think it really does come down to personality. Uh, you know, just <clears throat> the last person I dated who was very, successful never posted anything like and it was things that like i was excited for him like you just got a new beamer like put that on like i didn't i wasn't thinking that but it was just like nobody would ever know like people are like hey where is such and such like i haven't heard from and he's living good getting promoted every year like he's out here living but 
he posts, you know, when he goes home and sees his family or something random like that. Yeah. He has like 68 pictures on Instagram <laughs> or something. Yeah. I think I got under 20. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, and living true. good and grinding and working. He be liking everything, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> post no pictures. None. Don't nobody need to know all that. Uh-huh. If, you, if it, it's none of your business, it's just, if you know me, you know me. If you don't, you don't. I don't, uh, I was raised to be humble. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to let you know what I'm doing, what I just bought, where I just came from, what I just did. You know, that's, you know, if I'm talking to you face to face, I might mention it if it's relevant, but aside from that, I'm not finna be like, just done XYZ. Like, that's, cause while I'm telling you I just done XYZ, I could be doing ABCD mm-hmm. and advancing in life. So, that's okay. just. So, just spending time letting you know what, I'm, yeah. what I've just finished doing. Or just, like you said, it's just nobody else's business. Yeah. Mm. Posting all this stuff also can mess up your future job mm-hmm. that you're looking for and mm-hmm. all that. That's why I don't, I don't do too much on Facebook mm-hmm. like that. Like mm-hmm. my boss told me when we first started working together four years ago, he said, you in the world now where your life's an open book. Mm-hmm. And I took that to heart. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I- anybody who believes that or does not believe that any company's security infrastructure side cannot get into your face, your locked Facebook account. Right. Let me tell you here from HR, we can. <laughs> yes, we totally. can. And now we totally. might not use it. We might not tell you that that's why you didn't get that job. But please believe we can. Yeah. It's been, I've been to many CLEs. It's a website you can go to, type in somebody's email address, pull up everything they've ever posted and what they deleted because people fail to realize it's because you put it on the internet Mm -hmm. and snatch it off it's on a server somewhere and that server can be accessed but that's you know young people don't understand that oh young people don't understand (laughs) at all and that's going to be their biggest downfall it's sad because that's the future and i mean and i I think about like we get not way off topic but i always think about like were we, I don't know. I feel like we were smarter, but probably not. And we were just lucky that we didn't have it. We didn't that. have it. Yeah. yeah. That's all. I look we at the stuff that the it. girls I work with are posted and think, I'm like, what? I, I went back and deleted like, some what? stuff. <laughs> what? I went back and deleted some stuff on Facebook. No, no, and that's As what I, I got about older. to say. When I was in grad school, when I was in grad school, I posted a lot of things. Once I like was getting close to getting my license, I got off Facebook. When I, toward the end of my, my um, end of my grad school career, whatever. I got off Facebook. I was off for three years. Then I started my own business and I got back on. Before I got back on, when I logged in, I locked everything down mm-hmm. and got rid of everything. Not saying it might not still be out there. Yeah. And I I wasn't even a person that posted that much, but it was some photos out there that I just felt like as a professional, especially as a therapist, I can't have like right. people clicking and being like, wait, what? What did you do when you were 22? Like, yeah. even though I was 22 and I can do whatever I want to do, but still as an adult and as a professional, you have to make those decisions and you these days have to think about that way before. And you have to also police your account. Like I have mine set up where you can't post, you can't tag me in anything unless yeah. I approve. That's I how I changed my account. I used to have mine like that, but it's not anymore. You, I changed you, you it once my I Facebook went and see a lot of my personal views mm-hmm. without me actually posting them. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> of what people are posting on your page. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even realize because I, I have that and I thought, um, I thought once, cause like I wasn't accepting anything. And I was like, oh, it's just family. It was like little simple stuff. So I was like, okay, I'll accept it. And I did that. And then I went back and I was like, 
Oh, I have a way. I'm the only person that views that anyway. Like I, I oh, so okay. even the stuff that people tag me in, like unless you're friends with them, I'm the only person that can see it on my page. I, and I was gonna go back and try to change it, but I was like, mm, it's fine. I, I really don't use my personal social media page for anything. Yeah. Um, other than like networking, like yeah. I'm in a couple groups that I might. Exactly. comment on or if I'm going to go to an event. But other than that, my professional page, I try to post on. The Room for Relations page, I try to post on. But other than that, that's what, that's the social, the aspect of my social media at this point is advertising and promoting myself yeah. as a professional. And that's the way, in my opinion, it's supposed to be used mm-hmm. as a money-making <laughs> tool. It's nothing wrong well, it's, with I mean, it's it. a social media. Yeah. You know, like I have a problem when people go to LinkedIn and you uh, use LinkedIn as a social, social media, media, which yeah. it is not. Yeah. It's a professional yeah. site. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, with sharing. And, and it's an easy way. I talk to family members that I wouldn't talk to otherwise, you know. So it's awesome for that. But I don't need to post what I'm doing every day. You know, that's, I don't see the benefit of that. I don't think anybody cares what I'm doing every right. day. You know, like, that's why I got off Twitter. I was like, hmm, I'm kind of just talking to myself until somebody <laughs> decides that they're going to reply back. Like, it got to the point where I would get on and just, all I'm doing is post. I'm not even reading my timeline because I don't care what everybody else has to say. I don't care what I got to say. It's no reason exactly. for me to be on here. Exactly. Twitter, you have to sit there and just, uh. All to get time. yeah, to yeah, get feedback yeah. and conversation going, and I don't know. shout out to Loser Kid seven four five. That's my homie. He got what over two thousand five hundred followers. Mm-hmm. I don't even try to grasp how he got that many, people, <laughs> but I respect him for it because <laughs> that means over two thousand people care about what he has yeah. to say. So oh, yeah, maybe when yeah. when I was doing my thing, my social media campaign thing, I went to him because. I knew he can get that message out there. Yeah. So he he knows how to work it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. and and that's a whole nother that's that's a craft in itself that I don't have time to learn. <laughs> I mean, use it for you know if it works for you, that's good. But it, it like you said, it feels like sometimes you're just kind of talking to yourself, like nobody. Like I feel like you get more feedback on Facebook then maybe you don't on Twitter. But maybe if y'all want to give me some tips, let me know what I need to be doing to, you know, <laughs> to feel more engaged on Twitter or any of those social medias, please. But I think free. even even for working purposes or marketing purposes, I think it's still a thin line mm-hmm. between you getting on my nerves because yeah. I'm tired of you trying to put whatever your product is out there versus piquing my interest, yeah. you know. So that's why it's good to reach out to somebody that, you know, knows the market that yeah. you're trying to target Definitely. and then, you know, find ways to not be irritating not to send them you know but still get the message minutes. out there yeah. yeah yeah or the email blast them daily email blasts you know yeah. <laughs> unsubscribe <laughs> unsubscribe <laughs> right exactly okay um the last wait is this the last one yeah sorry the last um study we're talking about today is about how being in a loving and happy relationship is good for your health there are benefits to being, um, they have a long list. I'm not going to go through all of them, but I did want to go through a few. So the first one, uh, if you're a little, if you're a germaphobe, you might want to skip this part, but <laughs> kissing boosts your immune system. Dutch scientists re- recently reported that 80 million bacteria are passed on during a 10 second kiss. So because you're passing bacteria back and forth in a kiss, it boosts your immune system because you're getting um, bacteria that you wouldn't normally get otherwise. That's so nasty. <laughs> <laughs> like, as I read it, I was like, all right, that's that. just gross, that. but it makes sense to me. It does. Yeah, scientifically, that's why it makes you sense. Don't, 
Purell your baby <laughs> while they're young somewhere so they could get, get them the, germs and fight them off. Yeah. And give them tap water. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> My wife hates that I say that. I say, no, baby. Tap water. Build your immune system. Get them germs in you. And the fluoride. Make it strong. The fluoride. Make it strong. <laughs> Before they even got teeth. As I got distilled <laughs> water at my refrigerator right now. <laughs> that's I, I don't want y'all to purell your baby anyway. Like just in general. I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> all. That's the only thing that came to my head. I don't have any children, so I don't, you know, clean them a lot. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't clean them. Up. No, no, no. I say I don't know. <laughs> no, never mind. I don't clean them a lot. <laughs> okay, <right. laughs> so I wouldn't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how those things work. I don't know how yeah. kids work. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really don't. All right. Um, passionate kissing is also good for the metabolism and burns up extra calories. Um, it says when you're intimate, our basal meta- metabolic rate is raised. And it could burn up to two to six calories per minute compared to 11 calories on a treadmill. That was interesting. <laughs> That's my favorite word. Interesting. <laughs> two to six calories per minute. And on a treadmill, which they didn't say how fast you're going, anything like that. But on a treadmill, it said 11 calories per minute. So all I got to do is make out for like 30 minutes. And <laughs> I burned, what, 500 calories? Did I just do my math right? No, 50 calories. I can't do math. 50 calories. <laughs> Which is a special K bar. Not even that. It's <laughs> half a special K bar. Really? Right, You'd have to kind of go ham, though. Right? A couple hours of kitchen. I didn't get it. I, just start making out, you know, maybe you'll lose a little weight. Holding your loved one's hand can help reduce the strain on your heart. Um, in test, one group held their partner's hand for 10 minutes while watching a romantic film, followed by a 20, a 20 second hug. Um, the second test group didn't touch their partner at all. The group who enjoyed the physical contact were found to be calmer with a lower heart rate and reduced blood pressure. I really wanted to point this one out because if you guys don't know, black people develop um, high blood pressure more often and at an earlier age than white and Hispanic people. And black women do it more often than black, have it more often than black men. So I just thought that was something that we needed to share with the world. (laughs) Start holding hands, hugging, all that stuff. It lowers your blood pressure. Um, you know, so we can keep yeah. that other So does working out. Black people go work out. Let's <laughs> do that one instead. <laughs> very, very true. Okay, so that brings me to the next one. Apparently, uh, love makes men eat more healthily. Oh, okay. I thought that was going someplace. Else. Oh, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> My no, we haven't, we haven't wow. made it to the sex one yet. Hold on. <laughs> um, so, of course, you... I, I about to say the freshman 15, but not the freshman, but like when you're in a new relationship, like you spend time just all in each other's face and going out to eat and having drinks and we cut it up and we, you know, you just forget about healthy lifestyles. Um, and so women's eating habits tend to get worse, uh, when they start living with their partner, but apparently men start eating healthier once they start living with a partner. Man, you know? I got somebody to, to make meals for, <laughs> as yeah, opposed yeah. to eating out all the time. True. That's true. I'm going to say yes and no. Yeah. Oh, yes, wow. Yes, yes and, and no. no. Because. Mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> I had. Well, this past Saturday, I had two bacon sandwiches. <laughs> just right. bacon and bread. And, I just you know, say, that's not healthy. I guess that's less calories <laughs> than a bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> I mean, just bacon bread and just some cheese at the house. My wife was gone. And I had to eat something, drink some beer. But what do you <laughs> eat when she's there? Does she cook? A meal with vegetables? 
Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you <laughs> eat healthier all, at all home. Exactly. You eat healthier at home. And yeah. so, if, I mean, which, yeah. like Megan said, if you're a single man and you used to going out to eat all the time and you, you know, that's the way you kind of nourish yourself <laughs> instead of cooking, not saying all y'all do, but some yeah. do, as you get into a relationship, maybe having a nice full course or some different Food groups in there <laughs> might help a little bit. Of it meat potatoes. Something green every, exactly. now, <laughs> every now and then, you know. Um, and also, people who didn't have regular sex were significantly more stressed than those who did. Uh, I'm sure that's true. Mm-hmm. Duh. <laughs> yes. That's a duh? Okay. Yeah. That's a duh. <laughs> uh, and also, reaching orgasm can help you sleep better. Mm-hmm. By, and by boosting production of estrogen and testosterone can also help you look younger. Duh. Which we talked about that, uh, I think, a long time ago. But yeah, how um, regular orgasms make you live longer, which is... I'm living forever. <laughs> I think you said that the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay, um, so that was our sex and relationship news. So we're going to get right into um, fact or fiction. This fact or fiction was um, inspired by a question that we had, which we'll go over later. But um, this one is going to be world records. World records. I can't talk. Um, and so the first one is going to be the world's smallest penis is 0.39 inches or just under one centimeter. Is that true or false? None of my concern. <laughs> um, I can see it being um, true unerect is that a word unerect flaccid ain't that the word flaccid. you call it flaccid uh, but i don't it's also none of my concern <laughs> i don't plan on ever running into that individual <laughs> you don't want to find out if it's true or false at all yeah. <laughs> is it a functioning penis can they pee <laughs> you know because is you can have a penis that don't work and it can be that small you know uh- I don't think think we have any additional details. I mean, (laughs) false. Okay, so that was true. (laughs) Um, The world's smallest penis is 0.39 inches and 0.9 centimeters, or you know, 0.9 centimeters. True or false? The world's largest penis is 13.5 inches. Mm-mm. None of my concern either. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't worry about that one either. That person either. Talk about jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> how how big? 13.5 inches. <laughs> you look at your own. Right. Exactly. We're going with truth. Because from here to here, it's probably 12 inches, right? Yeah, I think so. so. I we're true. talking to here? That's ridiculous. No pun intended. That's funny. Read what it What's the big Sean saying? Uh, so, way up, I feel blessed. That boy's blessed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. So, that's true as well. Um, an American actor named John Falcon um, has a 13.5 inch penis. <laughs> um, he's also always getting in trouble when he goes to security at the airport. Oh, uh, because they think he's packing a pistol. They, th- <laughs> they think he got something. Um, the what world. Was his last name Falcon. Falcon. Yes, Jonah Falcon. Oh, Jonah. Falcon. Oh, sorry, I did say John. Jonah. I think I saw him on um, sex. Something on TLC. One of them sex shows on TLC. I think they did a. a He's only five nine. How interesting is that? And you, when he was walking down the street talking, he, you could see the imprint on his 
in his pants. Like that's what, also what they call it? Uh, Baby oh, elephant truck. No, they they got they got <laughs> some. I was watching TMZ. They got something on on Instagram. Eggplant. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I sent one of them today. Wait, what? The emoticon. The emoticon. The emoticon. I found it. And I just sent that one and a shower jump. Oh gosh! I was like, "Wait, <laughs> no!" You sent them on Fridays, right? I thought Is it that was, the thing. I, I thought know. it was any day. Uh, I I heard oh, I thought it was it egg, day, they, How do they cancel a day? Like they canceled the um I'm the a, hashtag. Like you can't do it anymore because they were jealous, and you know who. That's that, interesting because they have some crazy stuff on there. That's it's, funny. It's a lot of hashtags. If you click it, they say, uh, "Please be aware that the images you're about to see are going to be." Whatever. Um, I never search hashtags on Instagram. Oh, that was the only reason I got on Instagram. I just hashtag. The new one is Eggplant Friday Raw. I don't think I want to click on that. Oh. <coughs> raw. Okay. Wow. <laughs> you my raw oh, package. Okay, don't do it. I'm just, <laughs> let me just say. Don't, just click it. Forward, don't click it. Don't click it. Don't do it. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm just waiting to get the emails alike. So I clicked it. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Please prepare yourself. All right. The world's largest natural breasts are a size 36 triple N. And true. I'm going to say true as well. Hopefully true. You hope it's true. Okay, that was false. <clears throat> it's actually 102 triple Z. Wow. So I don't know if y'all know exactly how bra sizes work. 102 <laughs> inches around here? Yes. And triple Z, because you know we do A, B, yeah, Z, Z's B, the last, B, Z. Z's you know. the last alphabet, so that's obviously. Yeah. I saw somebody crushing she was on cans. TL- she was on TLC, too. Crushing the cans. The chick that was crushing the cans? Yeah. Was um, that her crushing the cans? No, she was a white lady, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's a black lady. Uh-huh. Her name is Norma Stitz. Uh, well, that's her, her stage name. <laughs> N O R M A S T I T Z. Uh, yeah. You said triple Z. Triple Z. One hundred two Z Z Z Z Z So they are the world's largest natural breast. Oh, kudos. Yep, they're natural. They're all hers. The most that's sexual unhealthy. partners. That's that's like a deformity. That has to be unhealthy. Yeah, it's not like something's yeah. wrong. I mean, she's not a small lady, but they oh, are ridiculous. Okay. 102 inches around. around. But you thought she was going to be all like petite. And I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what picture I have. If you look around, because I did head. earlier today, they'll have some other options on there. If you just need to look at big-breasted women. <laughs> <laughs> Say no comment and keep it moving. <laughs> exactly. Shout out to Shay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, the most sexual partners in 24 hours is 500 people. Wait, say it again? One person had the most sexual partners in 24 hours. It was 500 people. Mm. It was a porn star. I'll give you this. It was a woman. She slept with 500 men in 24 hours. True. I mean, I feel like it's true because you gave us the facts. (laughs) I mean, and then you said sleep with, like, is that penetration? Did they finish? Or was it just matter. oral sex? Because that's sex. They too. count two. Yeah. All right. Did she take I mean, two yeah, at a time? Three at a time? I'm sure she I'm sure. I just took Because you had to do about multiples of three to get that high. <laughs> I 
Actually, it's false, and she slept with 919 men. <laughs> and they said that's basically 94 seconds per per guy. And I feel like they didn't finish because. Oh yeah, no, there's that's not. I mean, maybe 94 seconds. You'd be surprised because she. She really doesn't have any walls. <laughs> <laughs> like throwing a hot dog down an alleyway. Nine hundred and nineteen. Nine hundred nineteen men. That's a lot of condoms. Yeah. Mm. All right. Last one. True or false? The world's longest kiss lasted over fifty-eight hours. That's true. I saw that, or it was, they said, had some type of convention or some type of something. And yeah, a couple won. I think they won a call or something like that. I said, false. How long? How many? 58 hours. hours. It was something something crazy. That's like false. Why don't you drown doing that stuff? (laughs) (laughs) You breathe. Tony is right. Uh, it was a Thai couple. I'm not going to try to pronounce their names. They kissed for 58 hours, mm-hmm. 35 minutes, and 58 seconds during a Valentine's Day kiss-a-thon. Boom. What did they win? A car? I, uh, they, they won something. They might have been a phantom. <laughs> they might have won a vacation. No. It was a Valentine's Day thing. Yeah. yeah. It might have been a car. I didn't see all that. How long? How long? 58 hours, 35 minutes, and 58 seconds. I'm not they they couldn't even wait two more seconds. <laughs> I ain't kissing nobody that long for no vacation. <laughs> For a car? Not even a phantom. I ain't got oh. that much time. Right. I'm not finna miss work. <laughs> Messing with you. 58 hours? I'm, I don't know any cars. I really want to, like, give a car. Because I know you like cars, but I can't. You have to eat? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they ain't get home in your 58 hours. That's true. That's true. That, that's dangerous. You have to eat the bathroom. That's, that's, yeah, I wouldn't do that. Uh, mm-hmm. They probably stopped. At that time, because they was about to die. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. Yeah, like, literally. But like, you know, if they went for 58 hours, that means somebody else went for 58 and hours and 34 right, minutes. Right. And lost. <laughs> Complete so waste of time. <laughs> Maybe there was a runner-up. Maybe they got a nice dinner out there. <laughs> Some chapstick. An IV? Maybe they got an IV. They got an IV? Like a Chick-fil-A IV. <laughs> Alright, so that's all for fact of fiction. Chick-fil-A right. and an IV does not sound like a good idea. Sounds <laughs> right to me. <laughs> so, um, we're gonna go to our listener letters. Um, guys, if you have any questions or letters or comments or concerns or anything, make sure you email us at roomforrelations at gmail.com. Um, this one was funny. It started, Dear Sex Lady. I guess that's me. I don't know. <laughs> that's you. How Fancy long that. does the average orgasm last? I'm pretty sure I've set and broken several records. Uh-oh. I just want to know how long this person's orgasms last for them to think that they broke some records. So what do y'all think the average length of an orgasm is? Or I guess I can ask, what's the average length of your orgasm? <laughs> you can ask either one of those questions. Um, I'll go in a general sense. Probably the length of the actual orgasm itself. I really have no clue. A, it's not anything. I'm not aware of time. Okay. <laughs> you know, at the time. It's just, yeah. it's just happening. So, okay. It's not long, though. I, I mean, like, even after, you know, that's not the, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no guesses. <laughs> I mean, long as I, oh, I can't say that. Long as I get mine, that's okay. I don't care how long it lasts. <clears throat> okay. 
Yeah, I don't know. You told me not to say what I wanted to say. Oh, got it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm trying. Okay, so I looked it up. <laughs> so we can have some real answers. The average length of a man's orgasm has been estimated at 10 to 15 seconds, though they can last for up to 30 seconds. The average length of a woman's orgasm um, lasts about 20 seconds. So I was actually women's is longer than men on average. The longest orgasm, and this will lead to the other one. The longest orgasm was recorded in 1966 when a woman had a 45-second orgasm that involved 25 individual contractions. So. Wow. Yeah. That's the longest one recorded in 1966. I also, okay, so when I was looking this up, because I thought it would be cool to have, like, what's the longest, what's the record or whatever. It was some weird articles out there talking about two-hour orgasms, but I think that was for people to have like the disorder where you have orgasm yeah, back to exactly. back to back. It wasn't like one orgasm, so that's why I just used this, the um, 1996 record. Alright, we have one more question from listeners, from a listener. Is there any way back to a regular friendship once one party has admitted to a, a romantic attraction? We talk about friends with benefits every episode. It feels, I mean, not friends with benefits, friend zone every episode. So once you have told the other person that you are attracted to them, you would like to see what can happen. If they don't feel the same way, can you become friends again? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think as long as you have not had, as long as you haven't been intimate, I think you can go back to simply because you explain why you don't feel the same way. It's his life. I think you can. Stay positive. Stay positive. <laughs> yeah, stay positive. <laughs> You ain't in the friend zone unless you think you're in the friend zone. It's a state of mind. <laughs> wait, so technically what you're saying, wait, maybe I didn't understand the question. Did you the friend say, zone is a state of mind. Like, but you said, is it possible to go back to being just friends? Yes. Yeah. And so what you're saying is ignore the fact that the person told you that you're in the friend zone. Yes. And continue. And be her friend. Okay. But I think you're saying. Or did I miss the whole question? No, no, no. You didn't miss it. Uh, I didn't miss it. But I don't know if y'all were saying the same thing. Oh, are you saying continue to try? Or are you saying just accept the fact oh, that y'all after are... y'all talk? Yeah. Oh no, don't try no more. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so you're just saying no after y'all had that conversation? Yeah, don't try no more. Because we like t- talked about the friend zone, and the friend zone is basically you want something more. Um, while this person doesn't, they might, or or you're getting. The other person is getting more benefits out of the friendship than you you are. So it sounds like you're kind of saying, once y'all have discussed it, then go back to be their friend and just be their friend. Don't be that middle ground. Of, just be friend. Yeah. Yeah. That can happen. But it also it also depends on how the how the person receives it. Mm-hmm. Because if you're aggressive and you're saying, regardless, you know, we're made for each other, we're going to be together, then no probably not but if it's just a hey I just want to let you know this is how I've been feeling you know how do you feel and it's a mature conversation then I guess because I, I believe that like I have a male best friend I'm sure he thinks I'm physically attractive like I, he's not gay you know what I mean so but it's just a matter of crossing or not crossing the boundaries and I think we just respect each other enough well we value our friendship more than we do to f- 15 seconds of an orgasm you know what I mean so I just think that's un. Sometimes that's there, and it's just not talked about anyway. And you're still friends with somebody, you know, platonically. Do you think um, that after somebody has said that, that they can like y'all can be friends without it being an issue, or without them like still feeling that way? 
Because attraction is different than wanting to. That's true. I think it depends on the that's person true. and what they can deal with. So as a person, if you were, if you told somebody, I like you, I have feelings for you, do you think that you can say, after they say, well, no, I'm not interested in you like that, that you can be like, okay, that's fine, and still maintain that friendship? I think some people can. That's, it just depends on that person. But you're asking me personally? Mm-hmm. It depends on how into that person uh, I am at that time yeah, when true. we had that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think about if I've ever, if it, if I've ever been on the uh, giving end. Uh, yeah, the giving yeah. end of that, where I like somebody and wanted it to go. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think. Anybody I like. I mean, I pay attention to signs. Like, I, I can tell if a person, you know, yeah. if you're not feeling me in any way, shape, or form, I'm not going to mention it. It ain't nothing really for us to talk about. True. Um, do you think they need a break? Like, from the friendship, possibly? I'm going to stay straddling the fence. It depends on that person. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it depends. Probably. Some people are stronger than other people. I don't know if it's a stronger thing or just being aware of who you are. Like, I think you know you better than anybody. And you know whether or not, you know, you can hang out with this person just as much as you did before you said this and feel um, nothing or or be able to get past that. I think maybe a, a break is beneficial to let your ego recover mm-hmm. a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and then see a little time away from that person. Maybe it'll help you see, okay, maybe I didn't like them as much or I can... I don't know. I'm sure it depends on the situation. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's it for the listener letters. Um, again, please make sure y'all email us at roomforrelations at gmail.com. So we're going to go ahead and go into the actual topic of tonight's podcast. And tonight we are talking about sex toys. Um, we're going to just do a little simple conversation. We're not going to get too in-depth. Well, we'll save that for later. But just a general kind of conversation about sex toys. And at the end, I have a few tips and um, some information that hopefully helps you guys in your exploration of sex toys. So just in general, can you tell me what knowledge do you have about sex toys um, currently? Intermediate. (laughs) (laughs) With a straight face. Intermediate. (laughs) Not beginner, not expert. Intermediate. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Uh, Left hand, right hand, <laughs> beginner no, knowledge as what's out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. knowledge. Oh, not that you use it. Oh, yeah. but just what oh, information? Like, like, how much information do you have? Oh, yeah. About me, I I know what's out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, we looked up the. Um, that's what I was about to say. When you talk about beginner. I'm like, we didn't look up some stuff. And <clears> yeah. That's what I was just about to say. Like, I probably realized that I was that beginner. When I, I just so happened to run across a page that somebody shouted out for something in a, on Instagram. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what is this? Where did this go? So what hole does, you know, and then I realized how much I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I go so. looking for it. Oh. Okay. So you might be a little bit of a. Right. You, you might know, be yeah. advanced. I don't know. Almost. I know, we'll right? Find out later in the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what do you know as far as the different options for men, for women? Well, let's start with that. What do men, because I know everybody says men have nothing. Men have nothing. What are the options for men? I mean, you have stuff like cock rings, vibrating cock rings. You got metal cock rings. You got uh, the little flashlight thing. The flashlight. That's what I I, I just learned about that a couple of uh, episodes ago. Like the gates. (laughs) 
So it's one thing called like the gates of hell, and it looks like like the BDSM stuff you mm-hmm. you be talking about, uh, like interchangeable sleeves and stuff like that, like penis extenders with ribs on the inside of them. You are advanced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty. Like it's all to me. It's all the same thing, just a different variation. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And noobs. So wait, <laughs> the gates of hell is like the thing that kind of keeps you from getting. Um, it's like a chastity belt, right? No, no, no. Okay, because I thought. Well, it's different. Different size cock rings that go all the way up to your head. But doesn't it? it and one holds your ball. Okay, but you it doesn't can still keep get you. Hard. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. You can Never still mind. Get hard I thought it. Um. I thought it keeps you from like. Oh, you talking about like one of them cuckold things? Maybe. Yeah. Just in case you wanted to see. That looks interesting. <laughs> That's yeah. fun. They have something like have Velcro straps so, and stuff like that. But did I press something? But you don't actually. I don't think you use that. This you just like walk around. It's like walking around with beads in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Penis jewelry. But you can't like. What can y'all? Y'all can't go to the grocery mm-hmm. store with this. I've on. never used that one. Okay, I mean y'all as in. <laughs> The male. A gender, a species. Decide. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I mean, you can choose to walk around with that joint on if you want to. It's probably going to be hard to do. I mean. No pun intended. (laughs) I mean, that's an extreme one. Okay. They have some with uh, rubber uh, rings. Yeah, rubber rings and stuff like that. Yeah. It's a a lot different. And not I wonder if you can wear that underneath it. like a condom and, um, and have intercourse because you're not going to stick no rubber nothing inside of me directly. Yeah. But I wonder if you could. <laughs> I mean, and maybe it helps you. See. Maybe it helps you stay um, erect longer. It that's what a cock ring is for. And then, that was kind of intense. Though. Didn't even get to like the anal stuff. Yeah, that's no? for Okay, men. well, I'm just but saying, yeah. for men, they have anal. <laughs> I think all this stuff is interchangeable for male and female. Oh, the, the anal stuff? Mm-hmm. Some of them, some of them are, speci- I mean, yeah, I guess some of them are supposed to um, stimulate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, what about women? Me? No, it don't have to be you. Oh. <laughs> you don't have to be the... <laughs> oh, well... <laughs> Anybody else have comments on like what women um, um, women have what we can use? My knowledge goes as far as like candy coated nights. <laughs> okay, so I have yet to watch that. Um, her line is actually very nice. Yeah. Like I've gone and explored her website before. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm you know doing an endorsement. I've never ordered anything from there, but. Um, I mean, I don't know. Different a, a million variations of dildos, mm-hmm. um, beads that you insert. Um, you know, a lot of toys. I don't know. Yeah, oh. it's lots. It's lots and lots of nipple things, nipple clamps. Yeah, clamps. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about those that. are. I mean, those are, I'm sure male yeah. and female. Yeah. And y'all didn't even um, really get into like which is. It can be individual and with couples, but I was thinking couple toys, BD, yeah, couple toys, and like some of the BDSM stuff, yeah. which Bed, can be as straps, simple as yeah, swings. Okay, not as simple as that. Uh, can be as simple as. Uh, <laughs> oh, what are you about to say? I was gonna say like blindfolds and oh, yeah, handcuffs, yeah. Oh, feathers, Bed straps, and swings, feathers, 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 feathers,
Some, a lot of variation in that. Yeah. That's so time consuming. Pretty much. Thousand rabbits. That they yeah. Have. Yeah. Like, the, even one with like the, the anal tickler on it mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that thing looks dope for women. <laughs> you, you get penis, clit stimulation and anal all at the same time. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 That women, I mean, women obviously, um, a lot of sex toys are geared to women, so women do have more variety because mm. women have a harder time reaching orgasm, so they set up all these toys that's supposed to help you reach right. an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are more options. As then with couples, they're, they're actually, uh, there's a toy called the We Vibe, which is the first vibrator that's supposed to be used with your partner. So you stick it inside your vagina and then your partner goes in under it and you oh, have sex with it in there. Dope. I've heard different things. Some people said they like it. It's fine. Some people said it's not the most comfortable thing. Um, I would be scared. It's like a little scoop thing that you, yeah. So it's a, that's the first like couples vibrator. But you know, like I said, the other stuff that um, kind of go along with that, like for couples, like massage oil and things like that. So, um, so using toys in relationship is that even an, like an option? Is Toys, do you feel like toys tend to be more for a solo thing or is it okay to introduce toys in a relationship? Like, it's okay to introduce it if you know who you're dealing with. Okay. Yeah. What does that mean, Roy? You'd be like, hey, let's go to this sex store. And then if she's cringing and stuff like that when y'all get in there, don't even worry about it. Mm. Yeah. So that's kind of like the test out, like. Most definitely. Yeah, let's yeah. see if we can go to this. Okay. Most definitely. Yeah. How else do you think is a good way, like, to introduce it if you do want to use sex toys in a relationship? This thing is so big. Take it to the store. What are you looking at? The Wee Vibe. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> I was expecting, like, something like this big, like, Mm-hmm. an inch or something and but how would you get that out that's why i said i would be scared yeah and then it, if you insert it and then he goes in after that seems dope this is like uh, something that they use at the doctor's yeah, office it's, yeah it's made large, large. Mm-hmm. Uh, i haven't looked at it i'll look at it in my own time mm-hmm. oh <laughs> i thought maybe you want to do some research later mm-hmm. <laughs> on my own time on my own time <laughs> So how, if you want to introduce sex toys into your relationship, like, or like, what do you think is the best way, I guess, to, to do that? To let somebody know, like, hey, you know, I'd like to add some stuff. <laughs> Depends on the person. Okay. I think it's, I think it's a tricky conversation because guys in these damn egos, they always think it has something to do, mm-hmm. you know. I just feel like it's, it's a lot of work for you to worry about that and, Mm-hmm. You know, if I, if, you know, every woman is different. Mm-hmm. So if I need the focus to be here, but then you need to focus on you, it needs to bring something in. But I don't know. I feel like if you can't have a conversation about sex toys, then you probably need to reevaluate what you got going on. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. If you can't at least bring up the topic. Right. You just surprise me. Be like, hey, come ride with me real quick. And that's where we go. Yeah. So what would you do if, if okay, in a general sense, mm-hmm. like it has to be, what would you do if you're just in the bedroom mm-hmm. and she just pulled something out and wanted to use it, but it wasn't on you. It was just for her. I would would you be okay? That. Yeah. That's not going to be a surprise to me. <laughs> what if it was a, what if it was a, a couple, uh, you know, something? I don't what, know. What, I don't I'm know. trying to think. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> <laughs> she pulled out the Wii vibe. 
You didn't, didn't even look, look at, at it. it. <laughs> He's going to explore that later. I'll write in. I will let you know. I'll, I'll write in and, and, and give a uh, review on what I thought it looked like visually. Okay. <laughs> so, do you think it's a it's more of an insecurity thing? Like, I'm not able to please you? Like, is that why people get... Okay. <laughs> It all depends on how secure you are with yourself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know? Like if you if you lack in self confidence, then of course you're gonna get a little offended, feel some type of way, like, oh what I'm not doing it. Like, no, she's just freaky. Be down with it. <laughs> Be happy. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy embrace it. There's things mean. that men can do that toys can't. They can hold you, yeah. breathe in your ear. I mean, all, and all I also think it's to the it's it's the duty of the woman to also make sure that she's not emasculating mm-hmm. the man at the same time, you mm-hmm. know. But guys are iffy. I mean, there are women that, well, for example, if you can't orgasm from penetration, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That's not. It's not anything towards you. That's the way God made my body. So mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So if I, something else needs to be done, or you want to try more, right? Don't feel bad about it. It has nothing to do with you. But guys are weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you, I think, like you said, it really does. Just like toys can do things, men can can't do. That's fine. But there is benefits to having a man around, like right? Absolutely. You know, so yes. it's not trying to replace you or anything like that. Only Bob. Uh, <laughs> in place exactly us. and just like with masturbation like when you masturbate you know if nobody's around you're still doing it like should i feel insecure the fact that you masturbate you know or that I you never can get yourself that. off i never understood why women have such an issue with porn or with with guys masturbate. like that's so odd this is my body i'm gonna need you to back <laughs> back you can't tell me right. <laughs> what I, I just never i thought you know you see the movies and stuff mm-hmm. like that like why would a woman oh, it happens in real life. Why, who can't yeah, i'm sure yeah. you see it all the time. <laughs> i'm like why does that bother you i think it goes and we kind of discussed that before it goes into one what the man is watching because they're like well i don't look like that uh, um yeah. and it goes into if they're doing that often am i not enough right. so i think it goes just like the the if you bring in a toy the guy might be like well am i not enough or right. why do you need that why can't you have an orgasm with me but like you said women are different men are different like if i know this makes me orgasm why wouldn't you just be like let's do it right. you know like why wouldn't you be accepting of the fact that that's what you know sometimes you just got to rub one out three times a day just to get the stress out just you know that may not have nothing to do with you that yeah. might be what i need to do to get through my days rough day and that helps me <laughs> <laughs> now well whatever no 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 i mean you know yeah. Quite a few people believe that. I mean, you know, agree with that. that, that, that <laughs> you get the stress out. That's true. And I mean, people do things for different reasons. Masturbation, all that stuff. It's not always just about having a nut, but it might, you know, be. I know. I, I didn't mean to say that. I'm sorry. It's not all about having an orgasm sometimes, but it could be about. Or a few, uh, sorry, a few, uh, podcasts ago, somebody said bust a nut and then that became like the thing and a whole, everybody kept saying bust a nut, bust a nut, bust a nut. I'm not gonna say that. And then, so, sorry. Or, <laughs> or sometimes it is just yeah. about that. Or it's that, yeah. It's so much goes into it. So both of y'all have to be in the mood or True. both, you know, both of y'all have to be available. True. Not tired. Not that time of the month. It's just a lot that goes into it. Yeah, that's very, very true. Um, so some, look, 
tips on how to one like they say you need we will hope that in your relationship you're comfortable with discussing sex and comfortable with discussing what you want what you need what you desire in the bedroom um just like just as easily as you do, you express what you need and want outside of the bedroom um but i think i've said this before but use the things that are around you if you don't feel comfortable just talking about it directly watch a movie read a book you know reference a tv show do something that kind of brings it up or like rory said you know ask like would you ever go to a sex store do you like porn do, you know ask these questions so you can get more information about this person so you can introduce it a little bit more and it doesn't have to be like porn if you're not comfortable with that or like the racy shows or 50 shades of gray or anything like that um one of my favorite episodes of king of queens is <laughs> when uh the wife, and I can't think of her name right now, got a pole. And she was yeah. trying to do a pole dance. And then he was like, you're not doing it right. And he got on a pole and did a whole stripper dance for her. Um, you know, you could, it's, that's oh. considered a family show, yeah, you know. Carrie, that's her name. Carrie, that's her name. Yeah, Doug and Carrie. Yeah. 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 So that's a family show. And you can still say, hey, have you ever thought about taking pole dance classes? Or, you know, would you want us to get a pole? Or, you know, whatever. That's a way to kind of have those conversations. Or to find out some other stuff. That's what you told me uh, <laughs> before. Oh, yeah. Except a private conversation. It opens up the conversation it for does. a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It really does. It, it, it makes things that are sometimes intimidating less. Because if we're watching this together, then we can have a conversation about mm-hmm. it. Now, and you can, even if you don't have a full conversation, you can tell by their reaction yeah. whether or not they will be open to that. Sex toys can range from objects that tickle, vibrate, um, insert, things that can be inserted into your vagina, your anus. Um, some toys are meant to be used gently. Some of them are meant to be used for more um, involved acts, <laughs> such as BDSM items, uh, restraints, blindfolds, whips, things like that. Um, and just a few tips on the when using your your sex toy, especially the first time, make sure you check it for imperfections. Make sure there are no tears, rough seams, cracks, anything like that. It's always best to use lubrication. If you're not sure, if you haven't used it and you're not sure how that's going to feel, use lubrication and make sure you talk to your uh, the whoever you bought the toy from about what lubrication goes best with that toy. We'll talk about more detail about different lubes and all that kind of stuff, but just make sure you have the right lube for that toy. Also, um, if you're sharing toys, if you're using couple toys, if y'all are doing back and forth, whatever, use condoms, clean it off. You don't want to spread any STIs, any bacteria, whatever you're doing. And the biggest one is if it hurts, stop. <laughs> Some people bite through the pain and oh I can deal with it and all that kind of stuff like if it hurts hopefully you're in a relationship if you're using or having a partner that's doing this with you that you feel comfortable telling someone like okay no we Get just safe slow pineapples. down <laughs> exactly have a safe word um, but even pineapples. when you- <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop. <laughs> even when you're doing it by yourself it's good to kind of just don't push yourself too much if it's not necessary <laughs> hey you know I went this just made me think about that it's kind of could be a sex toy. I went, do y'all remember maybe about two years ago now? It was a real big craze. The head lady. Mm, what the? That was on World Star. She had on a pink shirt. I the think. grapefruit? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. That could be, look, you don't even have to go out and buy, uh, buy a sex I, toy. I was listening to a song this morning. It was a, it was a trick that she yeah. used a great I actually paid to see her not paid it was for a bachelorette party oh um, wait, and she, she's from Chicago she went around, oh. and so when I went back home for one of my best friends uh, bachelorette oh, yeah, party we hired her and she well she doesn't um, 
It's a base. It's supposed to be a secret. So I'm really not oh, supposed okay. to tell you. Yeah. Okay. But you use a grapefruit and give She doesn't fellatio. give a lot of information in the video, but you uh, can hear it. Basically, yeah. She, right. I'll tell you because I saw the video and I didn't pay to see it. Well, and I, I, like I said, in a video, she like cuts a hole in a grapefruit and then brings it up and down the penis and twists it and wait, makes a oh, loud noise. Wait, wait, ain't, um, don't don't grapefruit have a lot of acidity? in No, it? what it is is well, actually, she did say she said do not have sex afterwards uh-huh. because it's not for you. It's for like the days when you're on your cycle or whatever the case may be. For him, uh, some way that it doesn't go inside uh-huh. of the hole, it doesn't affect. The male, so but for us, it would hurt and it would be yeah. painful. But she said the best thing is she said it feels like a vagina. So if you're giving head at the same time, it feels like you're getting head mm-hmm. and having sex at the same time, and it smells good and tastes good. Hmm. Got some googling to do. So you don't know. always have to go out and buy any expensive toys. So that brings me to my next point. <laughs> if you are a beginner, start with stuff that's around your house. Like you don't have to. <laughs> go and spend money like see I think it's the opposite I feel like real beginner go buy something that got directions no no but I'm saying sorry, no, no, no. I'm not saying use a cucumber the first time or nothing like that but I'm just saying start small like if you if you have no experience with sex toys and especially if you're trying to introduce it to a partner it's probably best like I was thinking smaller, like get a small pillow and put it under the arch of your back. They have sex pillows and all that kind of stuff. Just get a pillow that you have, fold it in half, put it under your back. It lifts up your vagina, makes it um, easier. That's a position that women tend to get orgasm from when their mm-hmm. hips are a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Use a scarf as a blindfold. Um, use stockings as wrist restraints. Also, use lotions or some kind of natural oil to give massages. So those are like Belts. things that you already have, huh? Oh, okay. Use a belt for Restraints? Mm-hmm. Okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> Not to be whipping on. <laughs> or, uh, unless you want, unless you want to. I mean, it's up to you. But you can. You don't have to. Because I know some people are embarrassed about like going to a sex store, or and of course they have online ordering and things like that. But um, you know, use what you have around the house to get started, and so you can feel more comfortable. And that, that's that's a way to introduce things without it being like so intimidating. Like I got this big BDS BDSM package. Mm-hmm. Let's pull it out with the <laughs> handcuffs and all that stuff like start small um you can't buy handcuffs i said i forgot about oh yes yeah handcuffs are sex toy um also use uh another after you kind of did the little simple stuff start with like using lube and flavors condoms and things like that start again these are not as intimidating as hey i'm gonna do this uh double dildo you know anything like that this is a little simpler and um Another tip is kind of start small with like smaller, less intimidating vibrators. So like the bullet, um, they have some that are shaped like, um, a lipstick, you know, just put it in your purse, take it out, twist it. It starts vibrating. Start with stuff like that. Don't go and get the Hitachi magic wand. I don't know if y'all, it's, it's a back massager, but it's also like the number one sex toy. <laughs> Shout out to anything that you have to plug into the wall. <laughs> So, yeah, those are my tips. Start small, you know, start with what you have around the house and then work your way up. We'll continue to talk about this, I'm sure. Maybe we'll, next time we'll do sex stores for intermediate, sex stores for experts, things like that. But um, I just wanted to kind of give y'all some information. If you do end up in a sex shop, like you said earlier, please ask because you'll be very surprised, surprised how knowledgeable yeah. they are. Yeah. 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 Don't be afraid to ask. They're there to help. They're they are there to help, and they probably heard a lot 
of different stories mm-hmm. and far worse than what you're asking them. They're very um, Yeah. And clean. Yes. Clean. Clean. Disinfect. Yes. Yes. Clean your sex toys every time you use them. Yeah, it was funny when you said back and forth. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, back and forth? Like, <laughs> you take a sip, I take a sip, you take a sip, I take a sip, you take a sip, I take a sip. You just never know. Mm. Alright, I think that's it for Room for Relations. Um, make sure you listen to Nigger Energies. Um, and also look for us, of course, on Facebook and Instagram at Room for Relations and on Twitter. I'm gonna start tweeting y'all. At Room for Relation. Um, subscribe, rate, comment, all of that on SoundCloud and iTunes. Also, if you have any questions, again, make sure y'all email us at roomforrelations at gmail.com. Thank you, Rory and Megan, for coming. You're welcome. Was it okay? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Fun time. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Tony, and I'll talk to y'all next Monday. Bye. I had to touch you one last time. I'm never sorry. No.